Testing, testing, one, two, three, 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 three. Let it be known that if you're feeling out of bounds, if you're feeling whack, or if you feel unsound, like you're under attack, then go to the theater, rest your back, and after that, welcome back to Backlick Cinema, the podcast. I'm your host, Zoe, that's Z-O or Z-O, if you're outside of the U.S., it's the 109th episode. Thank you for downloading and streaming. We really appreciate it. I tell you my favorite parts of the movies that I love when I growing up, when I was growing up, and I give you Zach's insight on the movie that we watched together, and we try to have some fun along the way. If you like what you're about to hear, then please tell your family, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, and tell your Uber or Lyft driver the next time you get a ride about how to t- tell them about our humble little show. Backlick Cinema, the podcast. So uh, before I get into it, I just want to, I had a note that was given to me by a friend of the show, Troy. He's from Not A Bomb Podcast. He had actually wrote me this note a while ago, and I've been wanting to uh, read it on the show, but I keep forgetting about it. But I remember, and I put it in the show notes, so I'm going to read it real quick, and then we're going to continue with the show. So he wrote... Super excited to hear your thoughts from Iron Eagle. I think a lot of people don't realize it came before Top Gun. While it's truly inferior to the Tom Cruise masterpiece, for all the reasons you stated, I still love this film. And it's primarily for a few reasons. The Goonies slash Top Gun mashup, fantastic way to explain this movie. Lewitt Gossett Jr. at the top of his game, in my opinion. The soundtrack, one of the best Queen songs to come out of the 80s. Love the episode. Now I have to go back and watch this again and break out my record so I can listen to the soundtrack. And that's that's his letter. Um, the la- What's funny is that if you go on social media and you follow Not A Bomb Podcast, he, he has a picture of the album and talked about how he was going to listen to it. So that's exciting. I'm glad that there are people out there that are enjoying the show. Uh, thank you so much. And let's continue. So like in the previous weeks, this movie is slightly outside the normal format as it's a movie that was released after the 90s. But Zach hadn't seen it before. So so it was good enough. He was only five. And it's not a movie that we would have taken him to anyways. So I just want to lay that out there before we get started. <laughs> and... I also want to let you know, if you've been watching your social medias, then you know, because I didn't mention it the last time, but if you've been watching the social medias, I put it out there that we was going to have a special guest this week. <laughs> this guest is a very talented actor. She's an influencer. She's a gamer. And you can look for her and find her on Rosie Talks Movies and everything in between from the Movie Lovers Unite podcast stream she also is a co-host of movie lovers unite and as you remember we had uh one of our guests was john was from movie lovers unite and you can also find her on her brand new show rosie's clubhouse that's going to be streaming soon on twitch ladies and gentlemen please put your hands together for my next guest the lovely the amazing the punctual Rossi McCree. 
Hello, everyone. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Alonzo. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate you being here. It's going to be exciting. I'm excited to have you here. It's always exciting Thank to have you. guests in the house. It's, it's always exciting when uh, when I could just... Because like uh, before, it was me and Zachary doing a podcast, and then our schedules didn't match up. So I was doing a podcast by myself. And you know, doing a podcast by yourself can be lonely sometimes. I want to have some friends yes. over. Have a party. Yes. And right. what's really exciting about uh, this, you as a particular guest is that you, I gave you the grand list of movie. It's a living document yes. that, uh, you know, it, you have to watch it because it is itself kind of like a beast, uh, in its own right. Yes. And it had a list of movies and you chose a movie that you had never seen before. And that's always exciting. And you're around Zach's age. So it, it's, it's almost <laughs> like having Zach on the show. <laughs> <laughs> so that's I find that to be uh truly thrilling to talk about a movie that you hadn't seen before. Right. Right. And um, um yeah. So the movie that we are going to talk about and I'm going to give you its French title, Le Pacte de Lou. And you might have heard of it in its limited US release, Brotherhood of the Wolf. So we're going to come back, we're going to talk about Brotherhood of the Wolf right after this. And we're back to talk about Brotherhood of the Wolf. Let me just give you briefly about what it's about. Oh, uh, what I like about this is that we just seen Cocaine Bear. Rossi, did you see Cocaine Bear? No, John told me about it, though. It's a true story, right? Just kind of like how it, Brotherhood is kind of true. Sort of kind of based on a true story. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. The, the, the true part is that uh, a bear found huge packs of cocaine that fell from the sky. It ate all the cocaine. And that's the only <laughs> true part of the okay. of the movie. Okay. That's the only okay. true part. The, okay. Uh, and, 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 and the bear died. But you can still see its taxidermied body somewhere. It's, it's in a museum really? somewhere. But wow. yeah, that's... Okay. And similar to... Well, actually, in this movie, Brotherhood yeah. of the Wolf, it's more... They got more true elements in it. Yes. They, they've added yes. some fantastical elements, obviously, but there's right. a lot more true in this movie. For uh, for example, I mentioned it later on in the, in the trivia, or one of us will, that okay. uh, lot, most all of the people, except for um, one character, is actually yes. real. Right. And so they just basically Man. took these characters and they kind of mixed them up. And in the Cocaine Bear movie, I don't think any of those people were real. <laughs> right, right. Okay. There we go. So um, I have to see that because it's it's like a it's a it's a comedy right the cocaine bear right yeah it's a comedy it's it's okay. actually fun. I've seen some I've seen some I've seen some some snippets from it so right. yeah it looks um crazy right yes. it it's crazy it's funny um the only complaint that a lot of people had was that there wasn't a lot of cocaine bear in it like they wanted to see more cocaine bear okay. and I think that some people didn't think it was as funny as they should have been or that they weren't okay. all that interested in the human stories that are being told. Okay. So those are the main complaints about the movie, but me and okay. Zachary really liked it. I think Zachary liked it way more than I did. <laughs> he, <laughs> he definitely had a ball, but um, so like cocaine bear, this movie yeah. is based on historical events in the region of Gévaudan of central France in the mid 1700s. This is a tale of a beast that stalks and kills people 
mostly women and children, with cunning and viciousness. Known as the Beast of Jevoudan, this creature eludes capture by the French army, killing dozens of people for years. King Louis XV sends his royal naturalist, Grégoire de Fronsac, <laughs> and his Iroquois companion, Manny, to investigate and, in, and assist the army. When Fronsac finds his... What what for? Uh, I'm messing up that part. What Fronsac finds is court intrigue and a deeper mystery. You know, I I wrote this myself. You know, and yes, I, and I, this is just to show you that I can mess up my own writing. <laughs> you're not doing bad though. I'm happy that you're pronouncing all that and going through that. So yeah, yeah, I appreciate I'm that. Giving it my all. I, I appreciate it. Yeah, there are there are a couple of people that listen in France. So I'm trying to make it right for them. <laughs> Uh, so if you can uh, let us know about like the the release date and whatnot, the box office. Yes, yes. Uh, so it was released uh, July twenty fifth of twenty twenty two. It was uh, produced by Metropolitan um, Film Export Canal uh, Davis Films. It grossed about over eleven million in the U.S. and Canada over seventy million uh, worldwide on a twenty nine million dollar budget. So seventy million worldwide on a twenty nine million dollar budget. They made a lot of money off of this film. Yeah, they, and they I'm did. surprised that I didn't hear about this film at the time that it came out. Right, it didn't do bad. Well, uh, first it no, was it didn't uh, do it came out in two thousand two, not twenty twenty. Okay, uh, okay, that's probably. Did one I say twenty twenty? I'm sorry, twenty two thousand two. Right, right, right. It's not your fault. It also had a very limited release. Like, it was only released in some theaters. So it it wasn't exactly a wide release. That's why it's amazing how much money it made in the U.S. It was released in France. This is a foreign language, uh, foreign film. Okay, okay. So it was a, you know, it was a French production. It was uh, released in France and then it's like basically an import. So, and it's funny okay. how I heard about this film. Okay. It was just like people talking about it. It's like, yeah, man, what what is about that movie? Because we did get trailers and it was like, well, it, it was actually even a little bit spoiled for me, but I think that was back at the time where I didn't mind spoilers too much, particularly okay. about okay. movies I didn't know about. I was like, yeah, that, okay. that, uh, Mark Dacosca's character, man, that, that dude is awesome, man. He's, right. he's like really fight it's like his martial arts is on point and the guy said yeah but he dies it's like man that's messed up he dies the other dude ain't doing nothing like no the other dude he be fighting i was like okay i gotta see it then i gotta see i gotta see mark dacascus and the other dude fighting right so i originally thought that mark dacascus this was like when i was writing in the notes for this movie i thought that this was the first movie i seen him in but then I realized this is not the first movie I seen him in, and I was a fan right. of him for a long time for one particular movie, and we're going to get to that in a second. Oh yeah, so yes, yes, yes. So this movie was starring Samuel Lebihan, and he played Gregor de Fransac, yes. and he's been in Frontiers, The Colors Red, Ms. Rhine, Public Enemy Number One, and if you okay. haven't heard of those movies, it's okay. because they're all French. <laughs> Okay. I, you know, when I saw him, though, I thought for some reason, because, you know, when you when you see a lot of the characters in this film, some of them you do recognize. Um, um, but with him, for some reason, I was thinking Outlander and it's not Outlander. He just maybe he's built and, and some of the things he's doing with the sword reminded me of Outlander. But he, he he's not from Outlander, but um, the the fighting scenes. And and the karate scenes and all that was just awesomely done. 
he reminded me of Hunter Hearst Helmsley. <laughs> Who's that? Hunter Hearst Helmsley is a professional wrestler. He now, well, at least up until recently, he was running the WWE after he retired from wrestling. Okay. He actually okay. married, uh, I, don't, I guess you know Vince McMahon? Yeah, yeah. He married Vince McMahon's daughter. And, oh, okay. and that's how he basically inherited the company, at least in my opinion. Like, I don't think that he would be running the company had he not married Stephanie McMahon. Right. I can see that. Um, I can see that. But, uh, he, uh, well, actually, he right now he goes by Triple H. That's what they call him now. Oh, okay. I know of him. Okay. Right, right. But okay. when he first All came right. out, uh, Triple H actually stands for Hunter Hearst Helmsley. And he, when he okay. first came out, he came out as like an aristocrat, like a blue American blue blood. And, you know, somebody who okay. would not stain himself to, <laughs> you know, like fly commercial or drive in a Honda okay. Civic or okay. something like that. You know, he was he was an okay. uppity upper class. At least that was a character he played. Okay. And then later on, he got okay. all grimy with, you know, Degeneration X and whatnot. Um, but, okay. Okay. Uh, Gregor de Fransac, as played by Samuel Lebon. I think it's Bahan right. Lebon. Uh, that actor, Samuel. <laughs> right. <laughs> So that yes, that actor. Um, so as as far as uh, his looks and his mannerisms reminded me of Triple H. Okay. So okay. who's who's next on the list? We have um, Mark DeCoscos, and he plays Manny, and um, and we've seen him in a like a lot of stuff. He he's well known. And we have, I thought this was Jeremy Renner, and I was like, Jeremy Renner's not in that, but it's Jeremy Renner, right? And uh, he plays uh, Marquise Thomas de Apache, right? Um, and then we have Emily uh, de Queen, and she plays Marianne, of course, his love instant uh, uh, interest, uh, uh, Gregor Fransak, and then we have Vincent Cassell. Who we all know, uh, the, you have the Swan, you have like, and I, that was really good. Uh, Monica Balucci, uh, she plays Sylvia. She was in The Matrix Reloaded, Shoot 'em Up, and Jacques P- Perrin, who plays Thomas of Apture. And uh, he plays in uh, Z or the Chorus Cinema Paradiso. Yeah. So he's new yeah. to me. Yes. Yes. So, and then the directors were pretty interesting. Right. You, you um, didn't have to read all of that. It, only okay. The, only the highlighted parts. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I forgot to explain all of that. But yeah, just, just the highlighted parts. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm like, I'm reading all of it. Okay. Right, right, um, right. But you're, you're good. I, I love that. I love that. So Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, go ahead and tell us about the director. Okay, so it was directed by Christophe Gons, and he uh, did The Crying, uh, Crying Freeman, La Belle et La Bette, uh, Beauty and a Beast, 2014, and Silent Hill, which is like, I didn't know he did Silent Hill. That was pretty cool. Not only is he had he done Silent Hill, but apparently he's going to produce Silent Hill, I think it's, they're going to call it Silent Hill 2, or maybe it's Silent Hill the sequel. Okay. He's making another okay. Silent Hill film. I think he wants oh, to- wow. Uh, what's the word? Uh, he he wants to give himself another chance, I guess. <laughs> okay, because of that, yeah, yeah. I think that made it on my um worst or something like that on right. the video yeah, game. Yeah, that, um, yeah, that, that was one of the movies you talked about. Yeah, that was one I talked about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I explained why. And thank you when you uh when you um um sent me the email for your picks of the video games that you liked and ones that w- that weren't on the list. So I appreciate right. That. 
Yeah, uh, you had a whole bunch. And I was like, why didn't I think about those games? Right. But the number one thing I thought of uh, was Mass Effect. I desperately wanted to see Mass Effect <laughs> as a movie. Right. I can't wait I for totally, them to Right. I totally forgot about that. Right. right. Mass Effect. Yes. And, and then you, uh, the thing that I really liked about the show that you did was uh, you had mentioned, um, what's that movie? Blood Rain. And I love that yes. game. I think I played, I think there were two of them. Yes. I think I played both games and I just yes. love the concept of a vampire killing Nazis. And right. for some reason they didn't do that in the movie. And that's, that was massively disappointing to me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was like, what is this movie about? Like, right, I, right. I don't know the story, but yes, I was very surprised by that. But the game one and two yeah. were both good. They right. were both really good. Yes. I was like, because when I watched the movie, it's like, I didn't want to see this. I wanted yeah. to see a vampire killing her... Nazis in World War II. Thank That's you. what I wanted to see. Thank you. It's like, exactly. I, her origin is her origin is trash and nobody wanted to see that. <laughs> no, not at all. But you notice that it had like well-known actors in that in, in Blood Rain. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Had, so, uh, you know. Michael, what's his name? Um, It was uh, Billy Zane. Um, I, I can't think of the other ones, but I know that Billy Zane was in there and, and right. a host of other well-known established actors it, that Ubol got to be in those films. I can't remember his name, but it's Michael something. And he was, he's been in a lot of Quentin Tarantino films. And yes, the, his, the problem I have with him is that he's, he's great when he's in his lane, but you know, you put him in a period piece where he has to do like an English accent. It's not going to work. Right. Michael <laughs> Madsen, Michael Madsen. Yeah, Michael Madsen. He played Vladimir and Ben Kingsley played Regan. Right. And Billy Zane played Victor. Sorry, right. I had my notes from the <laughs> from Right, that's the awesome. Game. Yes. But, yes. So, and everybody else they can they can do a, a passable English accent, but Michael Mann cannot. Like no, he just sounds no. like he's just reading his lines, right? <laughs> right. Right. But the fact that he like like you got him in the film at that time. Remember, he was, you know, well-known, yeah. Michael Madsen. So yeah. to get for you bold to get him the, in those films, that was was um, pretty interesting. But man, they just they just missed the mark. So, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't do the game justice. No, no, it did not. And and but now we, it's starting to turn around. It's start, it's like when you start to take video games seriously, you can get yes. some good product out of it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Look at The Last of Us. I mean that that was amazing. I you mean, know? I would put a lot of people are saying like The Last of Us, like that's kind of what started it. But I would go back to at least uh, the Pokemon movie, and there was another movie that they did. Um, I can't remember. I even like the Resident Evil movies. I thought those were good. You know, some <laughs> of those were all right. Um, um, I think I like three or one or one of them. You know, my my problem was, you know, you everyone wants to see the mansion. Right. So when they start, when they go just fully hard on Umbrella and all of that, it kind of like, okay, we get that. But what about the mansion? Right, you know? right, And right. then it's like, how much can you do with opening doors? You know what I mean? Like you literally are opening doors, but right. they're not bad. The series wasn't bad. Uh, the only problem I have with the series on Netflix is they call it Resident Evil. Because when you play it, when you watch it, I don't, you don't, you hear, you know, they throw Umbrella in there. Right. You know, but really I'm like, this is good if they just named it something else. Because right, the series right. is really good. It just, it shouldn't have been called Resident Evil. Right. Right. I, I agree yeah. that there was a, a lot of there are a lot of properties that that are misnamed. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So whatever that was, it was good. I did right. enjoy it. Yes. So uh, to continue right okay. along, ba- back to the movie. Uh, <laughs> OK, this movie was written by Stefan Cab- uh, Stefan Cabal. 
and Christoph Gans. So Cabal had written, um, he had written the clean, the clear stream affair and Mm -hmm. the stone council and the astronaut. Gans, uh, Basically, just wrote this movie and um no actually no I'm wrong he no he wrote a bunch of screenplays he he wrote this movie but he wrote screenplays for a movie called The Necronomicon Book of Dead and Crying Freeman okay yep. but he hadn't made a lot a whole bunch of movies but uh, he has written for a couple of movies I think I don't think he directed Necronomicon Necronomicon. Or maybe he did. I'm not. I can't remember. But he definitely did Crying Freeman. I've All always right. wanted to see Crying Freeman because it's based on an anime and um, a Japanese mm-hmm. comic book. Okay. But I, it was all the rage like 20 years ago. Okay. <laughs> I just okay. never got into okay. it. Okay. And the Book of the Dead isn't that the Ash series? The 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 what is it? The Evil Dead series? Well, Book of I don't know if this is related to okay. Ash, but. Okay. There, there is a book of the dead. It's like it's not like Evil Dead made that up. That's the thing. Okay. Okay. It's, uh, okay. So, b- the book of the dead or the Nomicromicon is based on like books of dead that you okay. know archaeologists would find. Okay. Um. So tell us about the the music. Uh. So the music um is by Joseph uh Laduca and uh he has a hundred one hundred four composer credits to his name. One hundred and four composer credits to his name. Um, he had he did uh, Army of Darkness, The Evil Dead, Diamond and Guns. Yeah, he composed those. He a lot of his music he composed for is all related to the Evil Dead series. Okay, so okay. it's all of the Evil Dead movies plus awesome. maybe a couple of other projects. Along, awesome, uh, you know, a couple of the side projects. Right. So uh, that's it for the opening credits. If you're enjoying yes. this show, please remember that you can get T-shirts, hoodies, mugs face masks, jerseys, and more at our website, backlinkcinema.com slash shop. And I finally added some new designs. Finally. Uh, <laughs> I know I've been promising new designs for a long time. Okay. All right. Your full disclosure. I, I made one design. I added one design for a bunch of glasses. <laughs> Rossi, would you like to That's see awesome. these designs? Please, would you please let okay. me see the design so, so I can share, purchase them? I'm about to share a website with you. Here's the thing, though. Uh, okay. Uh, regarding the confession, I didn't. Um, what you call it? What am I? What I wasn't trying to say. Like I say, it's one design, and um, okay. I added these. Uh, I've been working on this this design for like, like maybe a couple of months. <laughs> it it doesn't take a couple okay. Of months. Okay. There we okay. go. Okay. You should be seeing it now. Oh, there we go. Oh, you did that? Yeah. Those are really cool. Felix. I'm glad yeah, you like it. Yeah, that's old school. I really like that. I'm I'm glad you remember Felix the Cat. Uh, Absolutely, I do. <laughs> I started to uh, do Felix the Cat designs because oh, cool. it's a uh, public domain. Okay, okay. And I just got yeah. access to, like, the website I'm using is, uh, they just started, you know, the, the website I'm using to for product they -hmm. just got a hold of glasses so i designed some glasses nice oh yeah i like those so uh, audience i know you can't see this but if you want to see it they look really good guys then go to backlickcinema.com slash shop have you been watching the mandalorian 
No, I haven't. I oh, have okay. not watched that yet. It's on my no, my things to watch. You know what? That's not that's not the show I wanted to reference. Have you seen Andor? No, I never even heard of Andor. So Andor is a Star Let me Wars write this down. limited series. Okay. It's on um Disney Plus, obviously. Many yeah. people say that it is the best Star Wars that have come out since Disney took over. Okay. Like way better than the Man- the Mandalorian or the Clone okay. Wars or like any when I mean the Clone Wars, I mean the animated series. Like yeah. way, yep. way better than anything. Okay. And um I the mug that you see right now, it says the tree remembers. And this right. is based on a, something that somebody said in Andor. So okay. if you have time, I know there's a lot of shows that you got to look at. Oh, let me show you this last design. This is one of the earliest designs I did for the glasses. It's a, <laughs> are you okay? Are you, are you okay? <laughs> you have really, I, I like your designs and I like the pint glasses. They look very nice. So I'll be getting me one. I see you got hoodies. Yeah. Hoodies, t-shirts. Okay. Um, they actually got. Spe- I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Right. So, um, as I said, audience, uh, go and, nice, um, nice. Go to backlickcinema.com slash shop. And you you heard Rosie's Rossi. I keep messing up your name, Rossi. It's okay. Go and <laughs> you heard Rossi's ringing endorsement of the design. So go and check that out. And there's another thing that I had meant to do at the start of the podcast, and I'm going to stick it here. I meant to ask Rossi some questions, you know, a bit of an interview. Now, my audience <laughs> knows that I'm a trash at interviews. And I make no bones about it. You, you're not going to get no okay. in-depth questions from me. <laughs> and that's not what I'm here for. Uh, Thank I'm you. here okay. to, to give you a little bit of insight into Rossi, where she's from, what she's doing. It'd be a shame to just ask her to come on here and you not know nothing about it. You know she has a podcast <laughs> and a Twitch show, but right? what, do you, what do you know about her? Really? <laughs> so... <laughs> so Rossi, um, you are on Movie Lovers Unite. Yes, So sir. the first extremely obvious question I want to ask you is, how did you get together with everybody and form Movie Lovers Unite? Well, when I came on to Movie Lovers Unite about uh, probably two years ago, um, it was a, a channel that John had with some friends. And uh, he had um, uh, inboxed me because uh, I, I was really acting at that time. I didn't do any podcasting. And he was like, hey, can I interview you for my podcast? And so I interviewed with him. And after that, he invited me to do some top tens. So we just started like that. And then a year ago, he asked me to be a permanent co-host on the show. And that's how I got involved with Movie Lovers. And so, but John did all that by himself, had the channel already built by himself. And then uh, Alex and I ended up becoming co-host on a show, which was a lot of fun. So he taught me everything about um, podcasting. And so some of the movies that you all talk about, the the Marvel Universe and all that, I didn't watch those type of films. Um, and so after I got with John, I start checking him out, which my husband really appreciates all of you guys that are doing that because now... <laughs> He has a reason to sit and have me watch, you know, like the Star Wars and all that. So you telling me about Andor, oh, he's going to love it because now I have to sit and watch his stuff. Because usually he's watching one of those films. I'm out, you know. Right. Now, watching them, I actually love the the superhero films and 
learning a little bit like Moon Knight, you know, I never knew who that was and and getting to know that world and where it's from. I'm learning a little bit more. So, yeah. So I'm catching up with a lot of these movies that you all talk about because you guys are really into like the 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 Star Wars and all of that and checking them out. I'm like, wow, I missed a whole genre of films <laughs> because I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be into that. So, yeah. And then I got my spinoff um, with Rossi Talks and under the Movie Lovers umbrella and then got another opportunity to have my own podcast in a studio. So that's that's where I'm at, guys. Awesome. So, yes, thank you. Since you weren't watching any of the more fantastical genres like science fiction or fantasy, what right. what attracted you? What what drew you? What what movies were you watching? Um, I was watching, I, I love horror films, so I would sit up and watch anything horror film, whether it was a uh, box office or I love the indie horror films. That's my favorite. I love dramas. Um, I'm a Saturday morning, uh, uh, get on Lifetime and just watch a bunch of Lifetime films. So, you know, just, you know, uh, um, action films. I love action films. But when it got to fantasy like i would do the lord of the rings because that i i love those type of films the graphics and 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 being a gamer it's kind of like you know um uh moral wind or you know uh, movies that are close to fantasy like that but when it got to the marvel and and the, i i didn't read comic books so it was just you know if batman came out i'm gonna watch batman because i know batman but when you get to like ant-man and and this person and that person i don't know i didn't know that so i had to learn about iron man and i was like wow that that's pretty cool you know so my husband went like you know okay john has you watch this so let me explain to you about you know the marvel universe right but um right. yeah but i love i love horror films i mean the bloodier the better i just that's my favorite genre of movie Right. Does your husband yes. watch horror films with you? Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and so we got along with that. But like I said, when it came to those other your comic book films, because he's a comic book guy. Right. I was like, I can do Batman and Superman, but I don't know about all this other stuff. And then he would, you know, introduce me to that. And I'm like, well, I have to watch this for John. And so he's like, yes, yes, let's start. <laughs> and so we we got Disney Plus and start watching um those type of movies. Right. I I'm glad yeah. that you're able like just by chance, just by John calling you to appear on the yeah. podcast that that act has strengthened your marriage and that's just a feel good yes. story. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now you have He's more conversation with your husband. Yes. You can relate yes. to him better now. Yes. Uh, Absolutely. That's, that's that's just great. Yes. Um, so with a uh, with the movies that you like, with the horror movies, I'm assuming that you have seen like uh, Get Out and yes, what's the other one? Um, uh, nope, nope, yeah, that one. Yeah. So, are uh, you excited yeah. about the direction that horror is going? Um, I I really am. Um, um, when um was it uh was it Kai? What is it? Uh, what's his name that did the Nope and all that? That he was a uh, the comp part of the Key and Peel, Kai yeah, and Peel, whatever. Peel. Um. Jordan Pill, yeah, when he came out with uh, Get Out, and and the way that 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 horror film, which wasn't bloody, but just the 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 um, mental part of a horror movie, I I love that. Like 
this guy is is um, kidnapped and the girlfriend's in on it and her family has him down in the basement and it's just it was different. And so I couldn't wait to, you know, when he came out with us. So I was all in for the way that he does his horror films. So, yeah, that was um absolutely new new for me because I I did the, you know, like your Hellraisers, you know, um, those type of uh, horror films. But to get into the way that uh, Jordan does it, it was a breath of fresh air. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I, I definitely yes. like the way that Jordan does it because not yes. not into slashers. Don't I don't need to see all that blood. But I right, think I get the that. most horrible not not when I say horrible, I don't mean that it was bad. I mean it was good. I mean it was just horrifying to me. Okay. So the most horrifying movie that I ever watched was uh, not Scream. What's the other one? Um, Saw Two. So oh yes. I watched, oh. I watched it. Oh, yes. uh, and I was in the army, so we was in somebody's room and watched it mm-hmm. on the small TV. And even on the small TV, watching it surrounded by a bunch of dudes, <laughs> I was horrified watching that. It was like, oh, oh, yes. turn it off, yes. turn it off. <laughs> yes, that was amazing. What a premise! What yeah. a premise! Yeah. That was awesome. And then you know, after that, you had a lot of other people doing that. You know. Um, those type of films. And so I, I was like, yes, bring it on, you know, the invitation, you know, that was really good, you know? Um, so I, I, I did like saw and I've seen everyone. I didn't see the one with Chris rock. I tried to, but, Oh, he just took me out of it. It was just, <laughs> it just, he just took me. The acting was so bad and I really wanted to get through it, but I probably lasted 15 minutes and I said, I can't do it. Right. I just can't do it. He's I, taken me out from this film. I was never really uh all into Chris Rock's so-called dramatic acting. He's way better yes. at his comedies and cuz it's yes. like the first time I ever seen him do <laughs> dramatic acting or as close as he could approximate it was in Lethal Weapon 5. And okay. like okay. this is like when he was kind of new, right? He was right. an up and coming rising star right. whatever. But it was just you know, to me it was just he was all right, but he wasn't it was like I yes. I I would have preferred another actor in that role. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's and that's what killed it for me was that, and I was like, he's just not. Is I just can't do this with him, you well, know. Um, well, actually, so it killed a, it, you know. Now that I think about it, he did do a good job in New Jack City. I think that's why he started getting more dramatic roles. Yes, okay. and he was very good at he, that. He did, but I think it's yes. only because he uh he was more of an ex- he exaggerated. Right. So it was more, yes. it was kind yes. of a comic performance, but like it would have right. been funny if there were jokes involved, but there were no jokes involved. So he just kind of came off as a right. crazy person. So <laughs> yeah, kind of like in Fargo when he, when he, when the, what was it? Fargo season four, when Chris Rock was, um, when, when he started that, I tried to watch that cause I loved all the Fargos, but with his, it was like, it's just, that's not him. Right. Right. That's right. just not him. Him trying to be serious. It's just, it wasn't him. So yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see. I hadn't been watching Fargo, but yeah, it's that'd be like something I would want to check out just to uh, to see whether or not I'm right or wrong about his acting or whatever. But uh, I like the movie. I just never got around to watching the TV show. <laughs> yeah, yo, the oh, the series is really good. Yeah, I, I gotta, I gotta check. You that gotta out. check out the series. Right. Yes, but the movie was the movie was awesome. Yes. So, um, one final question. Okay. What, as an actor, what kind of roles are you looking to play? Um, I really want to play uh, more dramatic roles. 
Um, I would love to do a dramatic love story. Um, um, that's a role that I haven't gotten yet. You know, I played uh, the last film I was in was called uh, Hidden in Plain Sight. And uh, that was a year ago. And uh, I played this uh, social media um, influencer, but that was going through, um, uh, um, she was getting into politics. And so things that she thought was, it wasn't. So, um, and that was the movie about how she started at the beginning of the film. And you see her progression, learning about um, uh, Black history here in Sacramento, where I live. And right. so, uh, yeah, so it was a really good film, but I am definitely looking for a more gritty drama role. Do you also do theater? You know, I actually started out in theater. Um, I did theater throughout high school. When I got out of high school, my first role was a, a independent film. But um, before I got that independent film, I had did a play and um, I did a couple of plays. Um, I was I wanted to be a stage actress when I decided, when I did the film, um, I didn't realize, oh, I like being in front of the camera. This is pretty cool. But my issue was I would project too much. And so I had to learn to to take it down for the camera, you know, because I was just, you know, on stage, you got to project and you got to, right. on a camera, you got to, you can be, um, have a crazy scene, but you got to bring it down for the camera. You can't go all out like on stage. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. And because the camera's yeah. right in your face, you're allowed to be subtle. It's right as, there. Right. Right. As exactly. opposed to being on stage, you have to act for the guy in the, in exactly. the balcony. Exactly. Right. Okay. Exactly. Uh, right. Yeah. I, and I imagine the makeup and everything is completely different. Oh, absolutely different. Right. And I had to learn that, you right. know, I had to learn that, you know, um, on camera, you don't have to do a lot of that. And it took me a long time to show up for roles. And they're like, wait, you're playing, you know, you're going to be an audience member in the juror. You don't need to come in, pow, 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 pow. Right, so right, right. I had to learn to to do this. Right. Just come in like this, you know, you're, you're a product. So come in, clean face, and they'll do what they want. So it took me a while to get it. And I finally figured it out and, 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 and know the difference from camera makeup and, and makeup on for stage. Right, right, right. Yes. That, that's yeah. exciting. So yeah. oh, I lied, I lied. One more question. One more question. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, what what are uh what are the games you like to play? Oh goodness. You it's asked just me a question. We you don't have to okay, so, all of the games. <laughs> okay, I won't, I won't, I won't. Okay. So um I love um role playing games. That's my my favorite. I just got Hogwarts the first time that I've ever played a Harry Potter game. That's how good this game was. I, I'm like, I got to get it. Um, I love shooters. I, I love a good shooter. I just got um, um, uh, Chernobyl Light, and um, that's an awesome game. And I'm starting to find that I love um, survival, survivor, um, survival horror games or just survive, survival games, period. You know, World War Z, um, you know, uh, things like that. So those are my favorite type of games. Okay, that's uh, yeah. so you like uh, zombie action games, or do you, do you fall on the more action side of the zombie action games, and more in the the horror no. side of the zombie action games? I like the action side because after a while, when you play Resident Evil, you know, like how they went from the zombies to the village, where you know they're they're they look different. You get I get kind of bored with the whole zombie thing. I love the action zombie games um um yeah right yeah I, I can't think of the name of the game the guy on the motorcycle that 
in Oregon, and he has to fight. It's the first game that you you fight a, a horde. I think that's called Days these, Gone. There you go, Days Gone. I never played it, Games but I, like that. I remember the cover <laughs> of the of the game from your description <laughs> just now. <laughs> <laughs> it's an amazing game. It is absolutely amazing. It's a lot of the horde is. It's craziness. It's right. absolutely craziness, but it is a really good game. Like I would totally replay it. Right. Yeah. Is that what you're playing right now, or what are you playing now? I um I just finished that. So right now, um, if you um I'm playing um, um what is it the Callisto Protocol? Um, that one's kind of like you know the Dead Zone or Dead, uh, the, the one that just came out. So Dead I'm playing Space. that one. What's kind of connected to? There you go, Dead Space, which I also played when it came out. Um, I'm playing the the Ragnarok, God of War. I'm playing the Division 2. That's my first game that I've ever played online. And uh, I didn't realize I like online play, and I'm having a great time with that. And then Hogwarts is just taking up a lot of my time right now. Like, I'm up till 3 o'clock in the morning. They did an amazing job. Right, Amazing. So now I want to go back and watch watch the movies now. (laughs) My my issue is that I feel like I don't have as much time as I want. So what I do is I I concentrate on one game at a time. So actually, it's it's like if I'm – it's two games, really. But one game where I'm just sitting down and playing it right now. Right now, that one is Control. So with Control, it's uh, oh. it's related to Alan Wake. And I never played Alan Wake, but they talk about Alan Wake a lot in Control. And right. Control is neat because you're controlling a woman. She has telekinetic powers and she has a mystical, like a, a supernatural gun. So yes. that's that's fun. It's like, it's got a nice story. It's kind of like the X-Files and uh, yes. maybe, what's the other one? Um, Fringe, something like that. Okay. So I like okay. the mythology behind the game. And I, I like like single player games. I like being oh, by myself. Absolutely. Don't bother yes. me. It's just me and this person on screen right here. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, the, the control, I, I happened just to pick that up and come to find out this is an award winning game. It won so many awards. I put it on played and I'm just, I'm having a blast with that, but I like to jump around cause I get bored. I'm like, okay, let me do this and play this for a while. Then I jump back. Like, I have so many Assassin's Creeds going on right now that it's it's just it's I'm like I'm gonna finish this one then I'm playing this one so yeah I just I love to jump around it depends on what mood I'm in right I have yeah five and four going playstations I know and then my exactly husband's an Xbox gamer you, you know right right yeah 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 <laughs> so um why don't you tell the people about your uh where they can find you your your website your social medias your okay. any any place anything that you want where you want people to know you. Okay, well, you can find me on Instagram. I'm, I I go hard on Instagram um, at Rossi McCree, um, or I'm sorry, at um, McCree123Hotmail.com. Um, and also on uh, Facebook, you can find me on my Facebook page at uh, Rossi Lynn. Just type that in, you'll find me. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Rossi Lynn Bark one Awesome. And those are my, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I'll, I'll put all of those in the show okay. notes. Okay. And and you'll be able to follow her. So let us continue. Yes. Right after this, we're going to talk about our favorite parts of the movie. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about our favorite parts. Now, here's something uh, that 
I wanted to mention earlier. I usually like okay. to take notes on the movies because my memory is trash. I'm over 50 years old, so it's hard to remember something sometimes. Even something that <laughs> wow. I yeah, just watched recently, I will have like forgotten you know, major plot points or names, places, whatever. And when I take yes. notes, it can take me back to the movie, get me back to the mindset so I can talk about it with some kind of knowledge and enthusiasm. But when I put this DVD in, I, I had <laughs> forgotten that I could... You know, like change the language like i see all the subtitles it's like oh man subtitles i'm not gonna be able to take notes like i like i like to so took very few notes on here so i don't have uh i'll try to remember as much as i can but it's, it's not it's not a lot of notes and then okay. uh but zachary loves subtitles right so okay 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 <laughs> but so i said so that's why I didn't change it. It started off with subtitles. I was going to change it. It was like, well, Zachary's here. He loves subtitles because he watches a lot of anime and, okay. and Japanese uh, shows. Okay. And um, so after the movie, I was like, yeah, uh, I figured out how to change, you know, turn the subtitles off and put it on English dub. And he was like, well, you could have did that. And I was like, well, you like subtitles. And he <laughs> said, but yeah, for anime. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I I still enjoyed the movie. I, I liked watching with subtitles because that's how I learned how all of these names and places were were pronounced or the okay. proper pronunciation. Okay. I can come to a close approximation. I I I like. I think I understood like three percent of what they were saying because okay. <laughs> whatever they were okay. saying matched up with the the subtitles and and then some like residual French I knew from the English the English language where okay. some of what they said made sense. But obviously I could not get through the movie without subtitles. <laughs> right, right. I didn't watch it with subtitles. Um, but I remember being confused because I'm like, okay, it's dubbed over. And so I go and try to find another recording. That's when I was like, I'm, I'm going to watch this on YouTube. I go to YouTube. Okay, much clearer, but same thing. So I'm rewinding. So I can know, okay, how do I pronounce that person's name or or what happened? But um the the film being a a, a period piece, didn't you think the the costumes and everything was just done like perfectly? Yes. Oh man, that's what I have in my notes. Like, so the first thing you see is like that what I first like is that brutal death. Like oh when a woman was run, right. running from the beast, and then yes. the, she was just getting beat, right? It's like right. <laughs> it's like you you think she was going to get dragged down. I was like, no, he's going to beat her against the rock with his yes. with his maw. And I was like, oh my yes. god, was right. so brutal. And then um, the next scene is uh, the two crazy people being chased by even like other crazy people, and right. then they come across um, the two main characters yes. and they're sitting on the horses in the costumes that they wore. I'm like, yo, I want yeah. that now. Yes, I, my girth is too great for that to look good on me but on, <laughs> on someone like john dacascas it was it was perfect so when he started fighting yes. in that get up i was like oh that's just and that's the, yes those are the uh, costumes that you see on the cover of the dvd or, or in the movie yes. posters or whatever but man those those costumes were fantastic and like all throughout the movie it was just like yes. great like the women's the, dresses the from the veils on their face to their hair. And that's why I, I asked you, is this the right movie? Because the the costumes, I'm like, I don't, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be 18th century, but it was. And everyone, everyone's costume was great. So you, you, you really like, um, it brought me into that world. So I really appreciate that. Um, and I also found out that um, parts of the, it was shot at the, um, 
there on on scene, like in France at some chateau that they shot it at. So I appreciated that. And like I told you, the fight scenes, the fight scenes were amazing when Manny, when he's with those uh, the people in that town, when they get off their horses and you have the, the one girl with the two guys and they're just licking on each other and stuff. And I love when you first see Manny fight and it's just the fight scenes are awesome. Like they really took their time and did everything right with this film and in, in, in O2. Yeah. Man, he was fantastic. Now I think what drew me to it, what what drew me to it was that like when I saw the trailers, right. So like doing martial arts in period time, I'm like, I know this ain't right, Right. but I'm going to love this movie. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's it's like, it's like they're mixing genres. Basically they're mixing genres. And, and I, and I appreciated that mixture. And so you had a native American, uh, doing, I think they're trying to pass it off as him doing his own martial arts, but I, I'm pretty sure Native Americans didn't fight like that. So. Right? No, no, was, no. I watched the last of Mohegans. Right, they right, right. That. They weren't doing that. Okay? They weren't they're not, doing they're that. They're not so. doing that. But, they weren't uh, doing that. So Manny, you know, in the first fight, he he's unarmed. Everybody else yes. has like staffs or sticks yes. or whatever. He's unarmed. And the first guy, he like he kicks and beats and he takes his staff. Like, let me let me hold on to this for a second. I'm a, I'm gonna need some help beating the rest of you people. Right, up. <laughs> right. He tears every single one of them. Every one of them he takes down. So at that point, I'm like, I want to know more about this film. Like, right. I'm 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 invested at this point because the costumes, everything. I'm like, okay, they did everything right, you know. But like you said, it was mixed genres because, I mean, they weren't doing that. But I appreciate that they did that because it made it even more interesting. Right. Yeah, they could have easily messed that up. I will only say yes. from Zach's part is that he didn't like the a lot of the slow motion fighting. He didn't Really? Like, yeah, yeah. He's not... He's not particular. I love that. In, yeah, I, I, I'm not going to say I love it. I mean, I, I, I get where he's it. coming from. Like, I do love it when it's like it's flowing, like in a Jackie uh-huh. Chan movie. You can see the, yeah, the whole okay, arc okay. of the fight. But um, or like in a Jason Bourne movie where it's all intense yes. and you have right. smart camera movements. <laughs> right. But in in this movie, they went with the slow motion. And yes. but I I appreciate them all. But but Zach yes. would prefer the more the flowing type of fighting. Okay. Okay. But uh so that that's all I'll say about that but I still had a great time whenever yes. Manny was fighting it, it was exciting. Yes. It drew Absolutely. you into the movie. It's like pay yes. attention here. This is what you came here for. <laughs> and the and the cinematography like like you said with the slow motion I remember when that happened I wasn't expecting that. And so when they when they did the slow motion I thought oh that's fucking cool. That's awesome. Um I like that and um the cinematography the way um, like if someone got off their horse, they would focus on the sound of the the boots hitting the mud. And, you know, so I appreciated different shots that they got, you know, shots that you you really don't think about. But, you know, doing a film, those shots are important because it it, it brings you into the film. So just hearing how the boots hit the puddle when they get off their horses, I'm looking at little things like that. So I appreciate the camera angles that they got, the bird's eye view in the beginning when the the girl is being chased by the 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 beast and he's beating the hell out of her against a rock and and you're thinking that she's going to be dragged down and it was just brutal i rewind i rewinded that just to see it again like <laughs> wow are you kidding me like it was really brutal it really was 
Yeah, that was that was pretty rough on uh, for, for yes, her. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. <laughs> yes, it was for her. Absolutely. Um. So uh, another thing that I really like was the overall story. Like they could have just did uh, a story about a beast going around killing people in France, but right. they didn't. They added a lot of intrigue. They, there's yeah. a sort of uh. Oh, there, there's, there's spoilers in this, by the way. I'm, I'm going to let people know. <laughs> oh, yes. yes. So, uh, but um, it's not just it's not just the the beast story. It is yeah. that they determine that the beast is controlled by somebody. Now they got to track yes. down the people who control the beast, and and right. then they get behind the organization behind the beast and the secret right. society and all that kind of stuff. I was like, oh, this right. is just awesome. It's my cup of tea. I'm glad right. that and they was able to mix it all in there in a way that it yes. made sense and at the same time exciting. So, yes. uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the story overall. Right. Um, I thought that, um, cause, okay. So me going into this, I'm going to be honest with you, though. I, I chose brotherhood of the wolf because I thought that it was going to be like, um, um, a, a werewolf in, in, in London or something like that. So I'm thinking that it is a, it is a beast, some type of werewolf, but a person, you know, like howling at the moon and he turns into a werewolf, you know, at night. That's what I'm thinking. Then when you first see the beast, you see these spikes on his back and and then you see that it's being controlled by someone else. When when he uses that little uh, that uh, wolf call, the little, you know, whistle. Right. And so that's when you're like, oh, OK, so it's controlled by someone else. But when they show you the beast, it, it's encased in something and you don't get to see it like right away that you you see maybe the spikes on it or maybe they'll show the eye but you don't realize what this actually is. So I was just totally surprised by it being a whole brotherhood of like this, this cult group and the people that you're seeing, they're the ones that's involved. So it's not a werewolf. So I, it's so, it's just so much going on in the film. It's not what you think when you watch it. So it totally blew me by surprise when I realized and starting to see everything unravel. Right, right. Yeah. So, um, I I wrote down what little bit I wrote down were some of the key scenes that happened in the movie. Okay. So one of the okay. scenes was uh, Manny's first. Well, Manny's first fight we we talked about. Manny's second fight. Yeah. I like Man- Manny's second right. fight was when they gathered the the hunting party around, and then some of the yeah. I guess local ruffians they they wanted to test him, right? Because I guess that's what they yes. do. So. <laughs> <laughs> so they started to fight him, and he was so contemptuous, right, of them, and he was just barely paying in, in, them any attention, and yet beating them up. And there's at one at one point, this dude sticks out his tongue, and Manny sticks out his tongue with like mocking him. So that was so right, funny, <laughs> right? That was that was I thought that was funny when he just stuck his tongue out. That that was great. That right. was really good. Yes, and he didn't talk a lot. Manny didn't. He didn't he didn't talk a lot. So when he talked for the first time, I was very surprised. So I rewound that part just to hear him talk again. But he's a man of very few words. He's a, but a lot of action. Right, right, right. And I'm glad that like everybody assumed that he was a, a servant or a valet of some sort. Yeah, to right. And then Francois right. finally told him, no, he's my brother. He's going to stay here right. with me. He's my brother. And I, I get a sense that uh, for whatever reason, Manny has developed a deep bond with Francois. 
And so, you know, he wasn't, uh, you know, he didn't want to leave his side. He was going to protect him. And I think he sees his role as a a friend, a brother, and a protector. Because he's the one that gets off his horse first to fight these people. Even though he knows that Fransak can take care of himself. Like, when you see at the end of the movie, the way Fransak fights. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I was confused because I'm like, okay, he's dead, but... He's not, and he comes back with the face paint, and I'm like, here we go. Right. And he fights just as good. So, yes, he can take care of himself. Right, right. And um, what was the other one? Uh, so there's, um, I wrote flirting. Oh, so that's the flirting, I think, between um, Fransak and, and what's her name? Um, uh, Marion? Yeah, Marianne. Yeah, Marianne. The, yeah, the, yeah. That, yes. that was uh, it, basically it's the dialogue that they use when they when they talk to each other. <laughs> so that was that was cute. But it also, yes. uh, is is kind of dirty. So <laughs> yeah, let's talk about yes, the woman in the veil. I, you know, like I'm like, what are you doing? Like you love Marianne. Then when it gets exposed and and because the pictures, because he's so okay. So Fransak is. Um, He's a knight. He also, um, would you call him, um, uh, what do you, a, like a, a coroner type? Like he's able to, to, to break the body down. Um, not, a, not what, exactly a coroner. He's definitely but, a Renaissance man. So he's, a rena- there you go. He's described as a knight, but he's, uh, in this capacity, he's serving as a naturalist, but he's also okay, a healer. No. He's also a philosopher yes. and he's a taxidermist. Yes. Right. So, and he uses there all of those go. skills. Taxiderm- there you go. Right. In, in this yes. movie. So he's, right. you know, he's doing it all. But like, yeah, yes. he, he loves Marianne, but at the same, oh, he's an artist yes. also. He loves Marianne, but like at the first yes. chance he gets, he goes to the nearest brothel. <laughs> because right. Right. That he's damn not going to wait for Marianne. <laughs> that brothel was something else when they open up the door to right. as i called it Candyland, you know <laughs> and and like we said all of the period costumes at that time like the it, it was it was awesome when you walked into the brothel because it's like i said it's like candy there's different colors bright colors and different types of women walking around and then he meets um i can't think of her name but the dark-haired one that basically saved this life uh, right. killed him That's and saved sylvia. his life at the same time sylvia yes sylvia yes who he uh took a picture of or or drew a picture of her and and there's another thing i want to talk about just to skip over like he's he's got that detective thing because if you remember there's a scene where he's he's got everyone's picture drawn because he's trying to figure out who is responsible for 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 this wolf and and all this situation so I like how he's sitting there and he's drawn everyone's picture and just kind of figuring out who it is. Right. So him being a Renaissance man as well, he was a good detective. Right. Right. Yeah. And trying to, like he was sent there to assist with his knowledge, you know, being a naturalist, what we today we call a scientist, but uh, he wasn't there to, like, he's not going to give them advice on how to hunt the wolf. Even even though he, he had his own ideas about how they could get the, well, people were calling it a wolf and right. from the descriptions that he was getting, he slowly come to imagine that this is probably not a wolf. This is, right. this is something else. It's some kind of beast. Cause it's not acting like a wolf. It's right. not being described as a wolf. It described as too big. Right. So right. it's not right. Spikes and, on the back. Right. Like, right. Right. Yeah. 
in his yeah. estimation, is probably not a wolf, but like nobody's listening to him. It's like they determined that it's a wolf. They organized like the largest hunt that they, <laughs> yeah. they ever had. And they killed right. like hundreds of wolves. <laughs> but <laughs> Right. <laughs> All those wolves. But All uh, those it's wolves. like, you know, and um, but the murders still keep happening. Yes. And so uh they send uh the king sends uh like his best hunter, this man at arms, because first yes. uh they recall the army, because at first it was the French army that was in charge of the yeah. hunt. And so the king sends his man at arms and his retinue. <laughs> and then uh, the man at arms had made it clear it was like, uh, I'm gonna do this without you. Like he's gonna do it without the naturalist. And right. <laughs> right. And and how funny was that? Right, right, right. And he well, was like taking well, it back. It's like, but but you need me. <laughs> right, right. And that's and the the fact that um they're like King King wants to wrap this up. Like right. he wants to wrap this up. We don't wanna we don't wanna deal with this. We want people to feel safe. So we're just gonna lie about it. You know, we're gonna have um uh Fransoc, um use his taxidermy to make a regular wolf into this huge monster and when they when they showed the the wolf that he did he did a good job but when they revealed that wolf i'm like wow because they show him you know taking out the innards of the wolf and you got the fake eyes and all that because he has to go along with this lie because i mean it's it's the king you know right 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 and so they do that they do that but it's 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 not the wolf. Right, it's right. Not. <laughs> it is not the wolf. The killings continue to go on. And then they think it's supernatural. Remember, some of them are like they think it's something of a of of spiritual something. And I remember Fransak laughing at them because that's not that's not what it was. It, it's not uh anything spiritual or whatever, you know. So yeah. Right. Uh, I, I think they were saying that. that it was the devil or something like that. The, yes, right, <laughs> like the, right. And he's laughing at them because he's like, no, it's not. Right, right, No, it's right. not. Well, yeah. I, I think another thing was that they, uh, when they were trying to describe it, I, to his mind, it's no such creature. Like, no such creature that you're describing exists. So that was one of the right. things he was laughing at. Right. And so he was kind of saying that uh, he wasn't, he was kind of implying that they were making this up, right? Because he didn't want to believe that the animal that they were describing truly existed. Right. So, um, huh, hold <laughs> on. I'm looking at this note. Oh, so, <laughs> so he's made to make a fake wolf. And then he's basically told to go to Africa. And then in right. the last minute, the marquee came back. It's like, you know, you got to... You got to come back and Marianne wants you, because this is after Marianne had rejected him because, you know, right, because she of, found yeah. evidence of him sleeping right. at the, at the whorehouse. Uh, right. <laughs> but, wait, wait a minute. What is, what is the proper way of saying it? The, uh, the, the, the sex worker house. So, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We'll call it that. Candyland. Right. He 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 was having candy at Candyland. Yes. And he was like, but wait a minute, wait a minute, let me explain. And I'm thinking to myself, there's, there's no way you can explain it. It looks exactly, exactly. Like, like you think it does. Right. This is bad. This right, is bad right. all the way around. <laughs> so, yeah. So him trying to explain. And then when he gets embarrassed, he's like, you know what? I'm out, you know? And right. so... You think it's over between them because she absolutely adores them, you know, and then finding that out. Yeah. You know, everything her family was telling her end up being true about him. So and he has no defense, no defense whatsoever. And he draws everything. Even, you know, at at this stage, you know, his his 
brother her brother seems overly attached to her right it kind of wow. remind me of scarface i'm sh- you you mentioned that movie that's right so you yes. watched that movie yes. already right yes so in scarface right. yes. you know you had uh his sister yeah it was it was scarface's sister and he was like he didn't want her to date anybody i was trying to think of scarface's name right but he didn't want her to date anybody right, right? it was like anytime right. somebody had shown some interest he'd chase them off right and right. i uh, um right. and so what's her name's brother so marianne's brother was the same way so jean france john Fran- jean francois i think john- that's his name jean yeah, francois, francois was like a yep. jealous brother just like uh, yes. um, Montana, just like Tony Montana, right? Was jealous. Tony Montana, there we right. go. Yes, yes. Wouldn't let anybody near their sisters. So right, and then and then Ooh. later on in the movie, you see why. It's like he's just yes, it's just a total creepazoid. Very attached to his sister and right. in, in love with her. He's in in, in love with her. You right, know? right, right. And and that's that's a problem. <laughs> yes, that is a big problem. That is a big problem. When they're trying to kill her, because remember, she she threatens to go back to go to the king and tell on them, you know. And so remember, they try to they serve her that milk, and he's like, you know, don't drink it, and right. goes in her room, right, right, and right. it's just it thinks like tries to rape her or something, yeah, you know. He does. But um, yeah. I, I don't think he tried rape her. I think he succeeded, and then he 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 almost kills her, but he doesn't kill her, but. Right, I know I he beats he her up her at that point. pretty bad. Yes, he does. Um, so there was a uh, another thing I, I really liked was that the the beast fight that they had. So when they they when Francois decides to go and and fight or uh, Francois, I meant when it, when he <laughs> and Manny and um, the Marquis they uh, decide that right. just the three of them they're going to go and they're going to hunt this beast and they set a series of traps. For the beast. Right. So right. while the beast is like chasing him around and, and trying to kill him, they lead him into the trap and the beast yes. gets hurt, but the beast yes. doesn't get captured. But right. that was all, all of that was, was pretty great. And it then was. Manny sort of goes off by himself mm. to track the beast down and then he gets surrounded and then right. he has to fight all of these people, but he's yes. greatly outnumbered. And then he's shot. And, oh. and, uh, wow, that was, that was shocking. <laughs> that was that hurt me so bad because I'm thinking that he's going to be there in the end. You already you already figure how the how it's going to end. And when they shot him and he ends up dying, I was like, please say he's going to come back to life, please. But he didn't. He dies. Right. He dies. And it breaks Fransak's heart. And I love how he made sure he did the burial exactly how he, he would have been buried as um what is he, a, a Mohawk or Mo, Mohawk Indian? He was Iroquois, um, I think. Okay, um, so he does the burial first thing in the morning uh, before the sun comes up. Uh, you know, he he burns them and, and does that. But um, yeah, that shocked me. I didn't think he was going to die. I right, really didn't. Right, right, right. Uh, that, that was yeah. uh, pretty impressive, brave thing to do. <laughs> and so... Man, yeah. And then... Yeah. Yeah, and Fransak is lit. Like he wants to murder everybody. Oh, he is. Ooh, yes, he, <laughs> he wanted. Goes, he, where is this at? Where right, is this spot right, at right, right here? I mean, and he's off to go and and get revenge. Right, and, and for and yes. he, like he goes twice. Like first time he goes out and he kills a couple <laughs> of people, and then he goes and finds yep. out like the main hideout, and then he goes ham. He's just yeah, like, right, right. Right. So he had his yeah, knife. That, he, he got the spinning knives uh, and all yes. his particular style of martial arts. That was 
Right. That was fun to watch. It was just just killing everybody around, right? <laughs> right. And you don't realize it at that point, or at that point, you don't see him fighting like that. So right, then when you see right, that right. he can go off too, like Manny is protecting him, but not, you know, like he, he can hold his own. And when you see him going ham on them and he has his own martial art moves, it was just like I said, the fight scenes were just great. Right, right, right. They were right. choreographed greatly. They were really good. Right. So, um, yeah, I loved all of that. Um, they, then there was a point where he was captured. And then I forgot yes. I forgot what they did to him. They, um, when he got captured, remember, uh, the, the woman that came in there and was like, he needs to eat something. Whatever he ate, remember, he died. Right, right, right. That, the woman is uh, Sylvia. Sylvia, okay, yes, Sylvia is the I, I woman. I think she gave him something to eat, and it was yes. to make it look like that he died. Yes. So they, so he, to their eyes, he apparently died because they was going to execute him anyway, and they were kind of yes. upset that they didn't that they didn't get to execute right. him. Right. And right. they buried him, and then Sylvia came with her men and dug up and his body. It, yes, I was. Um, when he died. I, I I was shocked because he kept coughing after he was eating the food. Right, right, and right. And then he and then he just like he just dies, but I didn't realize that until you see him in a coffin when they want to come and see him and he's got stuff all on his face and I'm like, oh my god, he really is dead. Right. So I'm I'm wondering, so where do we go from? Like they killed two of the main characters. <laughs> At that point, I'm like, this film is something else. They killed two of the main characters, right? Until um, until you go and see that her she had her men d- dig them up right away, right? And um, a- until you see him again, right, right. You see him again. He puts on more face paint. He goes hams again. Yes, but this time he <laughs> he names everybody, and uh, and they take oh, off right. the mask because he breaks it to their like. Uh, their the, cult. He breaks yes. into the cult. Yes. And they're all wearing masks and he starts yes. naming names because he knows who the cult members are now. Because I think he decided yes. that he he knew that um, what's his name? Hold on. Let me let me find his name. He knew that Jean-Francois um, was one of the main yes. actors. So he decided that yes. if he was involved, then some of these other players must be involved. And he also got a clue from the guy See? that he visited when he was in Paris. So... He right. he started to put the pieces together, and that's when yes. he started naming names. That these are the people in this cult. Little did they right. know that it was the army that was listening in on this confession, sort right. of, or these accusations. Right. And and then uh, Jean Jean Francis Francois he took off his mask, and then that's when he start you know started to uh, he took off his whatever the little little arm thing and remember yeah before that though when he went to go and attack his sister remember he takes it off right right and, right. and when you see the fingernails because you see him in 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 his getup before but you don't know that it is him right and so you see the fingernail and when i saw that i'm like oh my gosh he's the one that's controlling the wolf right right he's the one that was calling the wolf because they always show his fingernails right and so yeah at that point you do know when he attacks the sister that He's the one that is controlling the wolf. What I what I liked about like 
when I mentioned the overall story is that they they start to slowly feed you the clues, right? Yes. So one of the clues yes. that they feed you was that the wolf was being controlled or that the yes. beast was being controlled. They didn't right. the beast, tell you who yes. was controlling him because whoever was controlling him was in a mask and right. you could see his gnarly hand. He had this messed up right hand. Yes. <laughs> and so uh, you could see the gnar- messed up gnarly hand come up and blow the whistle and yeah. it was controlling the wolf because the, the wolf or uh, the beast would go back to where it, where it, ever it came from. Right. So that was the that was one of the clues. Another clue was when uh, Jean I keep messing up his name Jean Francois when he had a uh, <laughs> special he had a special pistol that fired silver bullets. That's right. And uh, but that was the biggest clue. But you yes. kind of get a hint that it was him when Manny was shot because all these other people yes. that was attacking Manny they was attacking him with these kind of knives or these claws. Yes, and. And somebody shot him. And right. so you're asking yourself, well, who would shoot him? Right. Because right. <laughs> these guys, they can't afford a gun. So who right. was, who was right. shooting him? So that was another clue. And then yes. the reveal was really when you saw, um, what's his name? Uh, when you saw Gregor uh, Fransak, when you saw right. Fransak, when he found the bullet, when he dug the bullet out of Manny's body. And, yeah. th- and then you could put the clues together of Absolutely. who was the one that's doing all this. And that's when when Francois started naming names, it's like, it was right. you, 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 uh, right. you, Jean-Francois, <laughs> all, all of you, you did it. Uh, I know you did. You're guilty. Right. I'm going to kill every single one of you. <laughs> right. 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 Cause, uh, because the John, uh, John, Jean-Francois bragged about the gun and bragged about right. silver bullets. Right. He right. bragged about that in the beginning of the film when you get to meet him. So, him pulling out that silver bullet and seeing it, yeah, at that point, because like you said, the movie has a lot of they 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 let you know, right? You know, right. they they lead you and let you know before that before you know. But the 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 beast though, right? When we find out what the beast is, we that don't was sad. We, we don't really find out. So what's interesting is that so it goes back. The beast goes back to his owner and um and Fransac and uh, the Marquis. They track the beast down to its lair, and right. that's when. They they kill the beast, and so the beast is done. Right. Um. And this is not that this is historical, but it was it what what had happened in real life. Uh, I'll read it in a trivia later on, anyway. But what <laughs> the, the beast is, uh, what you call it? The the king goes out and he sends his hunter, and uh, yes. the hunter claims that he he's killed the beast, and he says it was this this wolf, and. The king mm-hmm. has decided, okay, that's it. It's, it's done. Right. But the killings continue. And the, right. the people say, well, he's not dead because he's still killing people. And the king is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I told you I killed the beast. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. No one he didn't. As far as we're concerned, the matter is closed. Now, you keep talking, I'm going to kill you too. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, we're going to dead this. No one is to talk about the town. Right. None right, of it. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So, um, yes. But yeah, th- those were all great. And then um, when the people are on mass, another part that I like is like, so you had the captain that was the that was in charge of the army in the beginning of the film right. to, to hunt the beast, and he's right. back now to arrest the people that were part of the conspiracy. Right. And now he is so happy because the people that had dismissed him and put him down, that's right. Now, they're all now under arrest, and he's that's like right. giddy about arresting them. <laughs> so happy, so happy to get his revenge back. Absolutely, right, right, yes, right. yes, very true. Very true, because they did make fun of him at first. So him having that last laugh and arresting them was was great in their red robes and and wolf masks that they wore. Right, right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. That, that was uh 
I think that's all I can think of. Do you have any more parts that you want to go over? Um, so let me ask you this. Okay. So it said, so it, it was, so you're saying that the beast was a lion that was brought back from Africa by Jean Francois, raised it as from a cub. And then, um, it, it was, um, forced to, it was trained to wear spiked metal armor. Right. That right. Is- okay. That okay. is what I think. That's what the movie wants you to draw. To, the conclusion okay. They okay. want you to draw. Okay. Because you ne- we never see the beast out of its armor. Never. Never. But it's it's kind of, and it never actually roars like you would expect a no, lion to it, roar. No, it 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 doesn't. It doesn't at all. Right. So so they they kind know, of yeah. They kind of want to maintain the mystery of what the beast is, but they lead you to believe, right. believe that because uh, Jean Francois he got injured when he was in Africa hunting lions. And okay, then right. when okay. he gets back from Africa, that's when these killings happen, start okay. where they start happening. And then, right. you know, the beast is absolutely huge. He's yes. uh, covered in his armor, so you don't get to see exactly what he looks like. No. Right. I will only say that the, the CGI, even for that time, was pretty bad. Because remember, this is around the same time that The Matrix came out. Or, yes. And it was long after Jurassic Park. So right. obviously the technology was there to make it so much right. better. But it right. wasn't that good. But really I think wasn't. the smart thing that they did was that they didn't show the beast all that much. It was right. only near like the the near the end of the film where you got to see a lot of the beast, right? Yeah, so. yeah. You see the uh, you see the the eye. You see the armor. Right. You know. You see him petting the beast and then having to kill the beast. But yeah, they don't. And you're right. The the CGI was a little flimsy with the right, you know right. the way the way it moved around, but. I, overall, I, I'm so happy that I watched this film because th- this is a, a, a hidden treasure. Right, right. It's a really good film. It It is so good. So um, yeah. if you hadn't seen the film yet, I, I'm sorry I spoiled it for you, but you got to go and watch yes. it. Catch it on, I think it's on, uh, well, I mentioned where, where it can be found right now because I know it's streaming somewhere, but you can still yes. buy it off of Amazon or, or whatever. But it, it is a really good movie. Uh, don't do like I did and get the uh, extended version. It's not that good. It's not Lord right. of the Rings good. But it's cause okay, okay. I'm not exactly sure what was added because I don't remember the original version. But there was a scene when <laughs> uh, Fransac, when he was asleep with Sylvia, because that's where he slept. He slept. At, he slept. Yeah. Did they call it a bordello? Is that what you call it? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah he that, slept that at the bordello. That's, that was his yes. house. And so, yes, it was. It was. <laughs> and so, um, he was, he's asleep <laughs> with Sylvia. And then he had a dream where Sylvia was over his dead body. And then That's that right. she had a sword. You saw that part? Yes, oh, that, so was, that was. Yeah. That was not one of the added parts. But no, I think with okay. this scene, it was I kind of that implying. Part. That she was a witch. So, like I said, I don't. I thought that was added, yes. but it, apparently it wasn't. That was part of the original film. So, right. <laughs> like, so she he had a vision yeah. that he she stabs him, and then he wakes up. Right. But I think that's to yeah. allude late what what happens later on in the movie where she poisons him, and then revives right. him later on. But right. yeah, that was uh, and that was and then, a really cool scene. Right, that was a and cool then at scene. the end, an, another mystery is like who did Sylvia work for? And she basically told. Francois that she worked for the Vatican. She didn't say it outright, but she basically told him that. Right. But um because she would talk about the Pope and right. wanting to tell the Pope about him right, and all that. Right, so right. she did do that. Right. And you can you you did you did put this in the notes um so that you can um it's available on AMC. Right, right, right. The Brotherhood of the Wolf is available. AMC right. plus, yeah. So yeah, you had it there. All right. So um I'm I'm going to talk about this and then and that's going to lead us into the trivia so 
I, I watched one of the extras on the DVD. So okay. there was a book written by Michael Louis, and he basically wrote a book called The, the Beast of Jevaudon. And he thinks that the beast, he knows, as far as he's concerned, he knows that it wasn't a wolf. Like, it's, a, it's impossible yep. for it to be a wolf because it's entirely too large. It had markings okay. on it that doesn't match, like, what a wolf is. So he believes that it was a wolf-dog hybrid that was raised from huh. a pup and was trained. Because okay. a, a wolf can't be trained, a, a lion can't be trained to that degree. Like, you can get a lion right. to get on a stool and right, you can right. get a lion to let... <laughs> you know, put your head in its mouth right. with him not clamping right. down and you can right. get a lion to walk in a circle, but you can't get a lion to like attack this person, but not that person. It's not right. <laughs> right. Right. With a whistle. Right. With the whistle. Okay? With the whistle. And a lion, if there, <laughs> if there are no other lions around, then the lion will eventually going to turn on you because, you know, right. It's a wild Absolutely. Animal. Absolutely. So, uh, so the author thinks it was a, a, a canine of some sort, like, like I said, a wolf dog hybrid that was able okay. to grow much larger than a, a normal wolf or okay. dog. Well, you, I, I seen a gigantic dog one time when I was, I live around Washington, <laughs> DC. So I was driving mm-hmm. downtown and I saw this absolute <laughs> gigantic dog. It was um, like, it had the mass of a full grown man. Like if you can imagine like a seven foot man walking on all fours, that's what this dog oh, looked like. It was wow. gigantic. Wow. And I've seen a dog like that before uh, or people talk about such a dog, but I was like, uh, I, I couldn't think of the breed that it might have been, but it okay. was, it was huge. Okay. So dogs can get get uh, pretty big. Um, he said that, like, do when they examined the beast after it was killed, it had forty two teeth, like a dog. Uh, oh wow! People would describe the beast as wagging its tail just before an attack, because not everybody, because some people survived the attack, so they was able to describe and talk about the beast behavior. Okay. Okay. So wolves do not wag their tails before while they're hunting or before they're about to make a kill. Their, their tails are okay. perfectly skinned. But dogs always give away what they're feeling. So when dogs wag their tail, okay. that means they're excited. It doesn't mean that they're happy. That's a lot of people, I think that people get okay. confused. Okay. It That's doesn't mean that they're I, happy. I that. Yeah. It means that they're excited. Okay. So they're either, so okay. if they're wagging their tails and you see them, they're either excited to see you and they want to be your friend or they're okay. excited to bite you. They're real excited about okay. biting okay. and killing you okay. because that's what it feels okay. like doing at that time. Um, and then it had, uh, people describe a black patch on the beast's back. There's no, the author says it's just no animal that has that particular type of marking and that okay. occurs in nature. I don't know how true that is, but he did right. the study. I didn't. Uh, and he also <laughs> said that uh, the beast has a heart-shaped patch on his chest. And that's something that's typical of dogs. So okay. uh, that's why he concluded that it's probably a wolf-dog hybrid. Okay. And he thinks that there were two masters. He uh, In the hmm. movie, they had like just one dude controlling the wolf, but he thinks there were two right. of them. He thinks right. there was one highborn dude and then the person that actually okay. kept the beast was uh the crazy remember the crazy man that you saw throughout the the, the whole movie and he yeah, was the guy absolutely. that kind of took yeah. care of the beast he thinks that yes. was the guy yes. that was actually controlling the beast telling it who to attack and what okay and he okay. he doesn't the guy that uh was crying when when or very uh, upset when he shot the right the beast. right 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 the guy that was with it okay right so um that that was a real guy. So in okay, what actually happened? Well, in the real story, in the in the true events, it was that guy mm-hmm. that claimed to have tracked down and shot the beast. And okay, I forgot the reason why that he decided he had to kill the beast. But 
It would because okay. he would come and he says, "Yeah, I'm the one that that killed the beast. Uh, here's the beast is actually dead now." And this is after the king had killed his version of the beast. So okay, okay. The author believes that basically this guy and the highborn guy were both sadists. They just enjoy seeing people getting like bloody okay. and eat up and whatnot. It, it didn't okay. have any conspiracy wow. theory or anything like that. Okay, he didn't believe in in any of the things that the director had put in a movie. He just believed that okay. it was just two sadists and they, they was able to train this beast to attack people because wow. they get off on these attacks. Wow. And um that that sounds intriguing. <laughs> no, that that's wouldn't it be cool to make a movie about those two guys? He that's what he would prefer. He would prefer a movie that you know? showed the true true the true events. But yes. at the same time he said that he didn't think he, he probably the the why, why they made this movie the way it is is because a movie that's just about two sadists probably wouldn't be as interesting okay. as a conspiracy. Okay. But okay. he he liked this movie, but he would really wanted to see a movie that told the the true events or that was closer to the true okay. events and less okay. of the fantastical elements. So, but he was okay. glad that they made a movie about because this is a story that's famous in France and people talk about it. This is something they teach in history class. And he said, finally, wow. somebody made a movie wow. about these events. Wow. Yeah, I didn't know it was a true event until you sent me the notes and all that. And um, but yeah, the the, the th- yeah, this was a good movie. Still a good movie. The the whole myth of the wolf being in a, or the beast, you know, in the armor and and all that. It was just really good. Right. They did a good job. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. They I, made a good yes. I did it again. I got two. <laughs> I got a two for this time. I got a two for. I got my son. And I got you. I got you both to enjoy the movie. I got a two for. Yes. So. Right after this, we're going to talk about trivia. And we're back. Talk about the trivia. And um, you, as I like to tell my audience, it's from IMDb. I started to realize that I enjoy IMDb because it's a one-stop shop for trivia but at the same time yeah. you, you kind of have to look at it you know you can't just throw it on the throw it on the screen and start reading it off because then you realize oh this right. this don't sound right this is incorrect right you might have to cross reference <laughs> i don't do any cross references but uh it's okay. i i would say that it's it's mostly pro it's mostly plausible i'm going to put it that way okay okay so uh why don't you uh start it off start us off on the trivia okay um let's see okay so to prepare for his role, Mark uh, DeCascos De learned how to ride a, a horse, studied Mohawk Indian culture, and became fluent in French. Yes, that he did all of that. Okay. Oh, and I, I don't know how Indian culture break down, but I think elsewhere in here and where I read it, he was also Iroquois. So maybe a Iroquois is a type of Mohawk or a Mohawk is a type of okay. Iroquois that I, I should have studied more. Anyways. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Just, no problem. Well, I'm glad he's so dedicated to the role that, you know, he went out and he and he learned some French. What he did not have to do was learn martial arts because that's why they brought him to the movie. Um, right. What I first encountered him was in another not great movie, Double Dragon. Not It's not a great video game movie. Double Dragon. Yeah. I know I've seen him somewhere. Yeah. He was, yeah, I've seen him somewhere. Yeah. Right. He was one of the brothers on Double Dragon. It was okay. a video game movie based on 
this game where you basically play one of two brothers. You just go is a beat 'em up game. So you just okay. the side scrolling <laughs> beat 'em up game. There okay. you go and you just beat people along the way till you get to the end of the game and rescue somebody's girlfriend. But okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, and that that movie was was it was not great. But okay. uh, and but then. Uh, Every time I see him, I, I've been delighted. So the other movie, I, well, the one that I, I like the most is that he was in a series called The Crow Highway to Heaven. And I, I, I talked okay. about this in, in The Crow episode. Okay. But I love that series and I loved him in it. And uh, okay. his martial arts is always on point. And I think Absolutely. most people know him from The Iron Chef. Th- that That's his jam right there. Oh, shoot. Goodness gracious. There we go. There we go. There we freaking go. There we go. I watch Food Network shows. Yes, the Iron Chef. That. Wow, that's him. That's him. That's him. That's him. Yes. Thank you so much. I just was like, I've seen him somewhere. Okay. Um. Let's see. The next trivia question or oh, the I, trivia I, from I, IMDb. I, I, oh, okay. You do it? Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's, okay. It's a huge I'm paragraph. sorry. I don't want to touch. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Um, oh yeah okay yeah b go right ahead. right <laughs> there actually was uh beast de jevodan la bête du jevodan which was a real wolf-like creature that prowled the african Aborigin and south georgia <laughs> i didn't practice these pronunciation and south georgian <laughs> regions of france during the years of 1764 and 1767 killing about 100 people, often in bizarre circumstances. Historical records of his attacks, which served as a loose inspiration for the movie, allege that it was a wolf-like creature, though often described as with fanciful or demonic features, including an unusual color, a supposed resistance to bullets, and cloven hooves. Various explanations for the beast's nature and behavior has been proposed over the years, ranging from a trained mastiff wolf hybrid to a member of an exotic species like an Asian hyena. In the film, the animal is a lion in spiked metal armor. No evidence has ever been found to suggest that the beast was anything other than an unusually large and aggressive wolf. In fact, some modern researchers blame the attacks, which sometimes occurred rather distant areas within a short time, not on a single animal, but on multiple wolves stalking the region. Officially, as in the film, the beast was a large gray wolf killed by the king's hunters in September of 1765. However, further attacks plagued the region until June 1967, when a local hunter shot a wolf, which, upon examination, was found to have human flesh in its stomach, and how is now generally believed to have been the real Beast of Jevodan. Wow. So there, there wow. you have it. Goodness, okay. Okay. Um, let's see. All the primary characters except the Native American Manny actually existed and lived during the reign of King Louis XV. Yep. So Wow. They I I, I liked I okay. liked that. They didn't make up too many characters. And and the one character that they did nice. make up was totally awesome. <laughs> right, right, right. Universal wow. Pictures okay. paid two million dollars for the rights to to distribute this movie in the United States, and this movie went on to gross eleven point two million dollars in limited theatrical release in the United States, making it the sixth highest grossing French language movie of all time. Wow! In the U.S., this movie also did brisk video and DVD sales 
inside the U.S. So yeah, and I was one of wow. them. I was one of them. Wow. DVD. <laughs> um, let's see. Dave Fransoc, um travels on a ship aptly named Frère Lou, French for Brother Wolf. Ah, beautifully oh. read. <laughs> Thank you. I, I tried. I tried. Yeah. Brother Wolf. Okay, we got to see that ship. Okay. I think that's exactly how you pronounce it. And then when I wrote this, I was like, wait a minute. I've seen Frère before. <laughs> and I, I remember, uh, well, there's Friar Tuck. And, okay. But that's not where I remember it from. I remember it from people who like to say, Au contraire, mon frère. That's where I know that from. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yes. Yes. So mon frère doesn't mean (laughs) my friend or maybe it it has multiple meanings, but it could also mean my brother. So that's, I learned something. Anyway, continuing. Okay. Francois' spinning uh, spinning blades were accomplished on set by having the actor hold a knob attached to the hilt of the swords between his fingers. The knobs can be most clearly seen after he scalps the gypsy leader. That's so, right. Oh, but the spinning, the spinning blades just adds flair to the action. Yes. It, it looked really good. I, I thought it was really cool too. Um, let's see. Um, Jean-Francois Whip Sword was inspired by Ivy's in the video game series Soul Calibur. I remember that game. Really? Yes. That was. Uh, I remember that game. It has a lot of video game connections. So, like when I saw that, I was like, "I've seen that weapon before, okay, right?" And okay. It was such a. It's so improbable and so sweet That's at awesome. the same time, and and I liked seeing it. And it has another video game connect uh, connection. So, well, actually, it's more like the video game. An element of the video game was inspired by this movie. So, okay. in Shadow of the Tomb Raider, there is a quest where you have to kill this beast that's going around and hunting these people in this region. And uh, there are similar beasts like it, but this one is just like particularly gnarly. So, you go and and when you finally find the beast it's basically some kind of larger version of of the other beast like a large like cat animal or something with mm-hmm. armor on wearing armor and oh, i wow. and i was like i know where that got this from that's cool okay <laughs> hmm. so it reminded me of this movie when i saw it in the game so okay. lo- lots of video game connections i guess despite playing a native american in this movie mark Dacascos is actually part native hawaiian I can see that. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see that. Let's see. A deleted scene in a DVD revealed that Monica Bellucci's character, Sylvia, was in fact the only person who knew the whole truth to both sides of the story regarding the beast. She secretly watched several members of the Brotherhood while they were visiting the the bordello, and she manipulated Francois into finding and killing the beast. Her character is believed to have worked for the Vatican. Yeah. You you said that. Yeah. Also... She had, she had told something of, um, I don't know. It wasn't her. It was when Francois visited the bordello when he was going home for the night, and he asked. I think he asked about uh, Jean. I can't remember his name. Hold on, let me let me scroll up to where Jean the names Francois. are. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <Jean> um, <laughs> yeah. So when he asked about him, they they was like, "No, he doesn't want to be touched. He only likes to watch." So that kind of tells you two things. One, he was, you know, I think that suggested that he was in deeply in love with someone else to the point okay. where he wouldn't mess with the the other women. But I think what it really tells right. you is that 
he's disfigured in some kind of way. Like, it's more than him just missing an arm. And like, mm-hmm. and in the scene that you alluded to, when he took the thing off, like Jean Francois, uh, well, I'm saying his name wrong, but Jean, he yeah. <laughs> he had some kind of corset on that wrapped his arm next to his body. I think he right. basically wrapped his arm behind his back, and right. and he tightened it so that it looks, it made it appear that he was one handed. Absolutely. And um, that I guess he's trying to convince people that the lion had uh had torn off his arm or something but in reality it's just the he got his whole left arm got a right arm got mauled and right. for, for whatever reason he decided to let his fingernails grow obscenely long right <laughs> right nasty looking like nasty because your hand can't be evil if it ain't got obscenely long fingernails you know you right. can clip those but he's like nah <laughs> it ain't evil enough i gotta have long it's like you could just be a mad person but it's like nah i gotta have uh, like relations with my sister. I'm not evil enough. Right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that that arm was creepy. Yeah, but he did have it tied up in a corset. Right. Yeah, you're Jay. Oh, I'm Jay. Is it my fault? Is it my turn? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's not your fault, but it is your turn. <laughs> um, Vincent Cassell initially refused to play the part of the villain in this movie. Only when, he, only when the role was rewritten to make the character creepier and more twisted, including an incestuous attraction to his sister, the actor became interest, interested in the role. So he was like, wow. nope, not evil enough, not <laughs> right. evil enough. And they was like, well, how about if he wants to do his sister? And he was like, you know what? That might work. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. That's weird. Isn't that weird, though? That's weird. I, don't, um, I, don't, I guess, you know. Yeah, he, I guess he yeah. was, he didn't want to be bored. That's what it was. He didn't want to be I bored and, and make uh, creating an, a most evil character intrigued him. I guess at that time. Well, that that's that's most evil. <laughs> right. So right. <laughs> let's see. Um, in the movie, uh, uh, John Chastel um, is an old healer who, along with his daughter, cooperates with the villains to take care of the trained beast. The real Jean Chastel was a local farmer, innkeeper, and hunter. He had five daughters and four sons and was the man who, according to reports in 1767, at the age of 59, killed a huge wolf generally through not universally considered the real beast of Gavadon. As opposed to the animal shot by the king's hunters in 1765, after whose death the attacks still went on for two years, Chastel had been previously arrested for hindering the official hunters sent by the crown, reportedly sending them into a bog as sort of a prank, as there were as there was considerable almostly between um, animosity between them and the locals. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine that. That's the you know, you got the army coming into your neighborhood. You know how soldiers are, especially back in that time. They're kind of rude. (laughs) They just go into your house and eat your food, that sort of thing. So I can imagine there being animosity between them. So yeah, and he's fooling around with the king's men. It's like, yeah, he's over in that bog over there. You see him? Do you see him yet? I swear he's there. (laughs) (laughs) But this is the guy they said is probably uh, really controlled the beast. And it was this guy who had killed the beast. And they said that um, I think in some place else I said I read it said that it seemed strange that it got like they sent like 40,000 of the king's men to hunt for the beast 
and they were not able to kill the beast. Like he was, the beast continued to kill throughout that entire time it was being hunted. And they were not, they were not able to find the beast. But this guy with two other guys went out (laughs) and they cornered the beast and the beast was like 30 meters away and he killed the beast. Like the beast was there, like he was waiting for his master to do something and his master shot him. Right. So people were always suspicious of Jean Chastel and his relation to the beast. Okay. okay. But that's that's it for the trivia. And I hope you found that in- interesting. If you have some comments about what you heard, if you learned anything, then or or if you have anything additional, I'd go ahead and hit me on the email. I'll let you know what that is near the end of the show. And up next, we're going to talk about what the critics thought. Ooh. All right, we're back. We're going to talk about what the critics thought about um, the Brotherhood of the Wolf. I almost forgot the name of the movie for some reason because that's how memory works. <laughs> the critics from Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 72%. The audience score was 78%, so very well regarded. And on IMDb Reviews, it has a 7.0 out of 10. So uh, there's a combination of favorable and unfavorable reviews of this movie. So I'm going to read a couple to start us off. Sarah Michelle Fetters from MovieFreak.com wrote, Leave it to the French to find a piece or a place for Kung Fu in an 18th century corset and werewolves epic and give them credit for including a generous helping of sex, (laughs) baldiness, and a dash of Native American mysticism too, just to make things interesting. So yeah, and she's absolutely right. Except for the werewolf part, there were no werewolves. She's conflating an animal for werewolf, but I forgive her because it does have some element of the werewolf trope. It's just that the werewolf is separated. You have a wolf and a man as two distinct characters instead of a man and a werewolf being the same character. So I'll give her a pass. And then up next is (laughs) David Edelson from Slate. He wrote, instead of fluid acrobatics, we get hyperbolic montages of kicking feet, somersaulting torsos, (laughs) and fists connecting with faces. So... He kind of felt like this the way Zachary felt about the action sequences. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Matt Broomsome from Film Frenzy. Movies that adopt in everything but the kitchen sink approach are often maddening messes. But this French import is reminiscent of countless other films and yet still manages to retain its own swagger of originality. And I absolutely agree. Yes. Like it's it's a little bit of everything, and that's what makes it really good. It's a melting pot that makes a delicious absolutely. bowl of gumbo. Absolutely, absolutely, it's for everyone. And then Jeffrey Overstreet um, from Looking Closer, the hero feels free to sleep with any prostitute, even as he's wooing the one he calls his true love. Isn't there a conflict of interest there? Well, you know, yes, yeah, there is a conflict. Yeah, you don't have of to. Course there you don't is. have to butter his I mean, bread. You know, yeah, there is. There is. He yes. was wrong, but he still got his girl. So he, Yeah, he's definitely a flawed character. Like way Absolutely. flawed. Like yes. way flawed. <laughs> yes. Yes, he <laughs> is. And I think his yes, logic was, well, she ain't mine yet. <laughs> right. And she wasn't. And she wasn't. And she wasn't. <laughs> but it's polite you know? to like wait for like a firm rejection before you go straight to the bordello. Yes. yes. <laughs> I agree with that. But, you know, um, yeah, he I wasn't going to turn that down. His his reasoning was, man, a man has needs. <laughs> right, right. 
He couldn't say no to Sylvia. You he know? ran into that whorehouse like he had blue balls. Like they he were gigantic, was, he was, gigantic blue balls. Wasn't he happy when he was there? Like you, you didn't. I like I thought the relationship between him and Miriam, like he didn't want her no more because he was so pleased there. And like you said, he slept with Sylvia every single night. Right, right. That's who he was with. So you know that was his side piece. <laughs> yes, and I yes. think uh, even more, in, you know, fascinating is like. Sylvia was totally cool with this, right? She knew what she, her role was. It's like, look, yeah. I'm just a spy. I'm just here for right. the night. And then right. uh, after this whole affair is over, I'm, I'm going back to I'm my out. bosses, to my next assignment. She was James Absolutely. Bond. Right. And she even met the girl Miriam in the church. Yeah. And told to her. To go and, uh, and how, told her. Right, right. He loves you and you need to go see about him. Right, 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 right. So she was good with with the situation, yes. Right. I, I think she did that more for us. Francois than she did for the girl, right? Than she did for Miriam. Okay, okay. But uh, okay. the other, because she liked him, but she didn't like him like him. Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. She was quite happy with their arrangement, right, I right, would say. Right. Uh, yes. And so that's it. Finally, Brotherhood of the Wolf is, as of this recording, available on AMC+. That's it for today. Next week, we have... That episode that was postponed from last week. That's the episode with a very special guest in the form of the woman known as M from Verbal Diorama. That movie that we'll talk about is Airplane. I got to say it with excitement because there's an exclamation point at the end of Airplane. (laughs) Follow us on Twitter or TikTok at Backlick Cinema or on Facebook or Instagram at Backlick Cinema Podcast. And if you're on Macedon at Backlick Cinema at mstdn.party, explore how to use Mastodon. Uh, use Facebook to, or not Facebook, but use, uh, what do you call that? Um, uh, Google or I'm, I'm messing up. I can't remember what it's called. YouTube. YouTube will teach you how to use Mastodon. You'll be all right. Don't forget that you can contact us at with any questions, comments, or suggestions at fanmail at backlickcinema.com. So do you have, Rossi, any additional plugs? Uh, yes. Um, you can catch me, Alex Haynes and uh, John DiGregorio, uh, this Thursday, the 16th. Uh, all three of us will be together. And Movie Lovers Unite have not been together since October when we reviewed The Lost Boys. And now you can catch us Thursday. We're going to talk about the new movie, Tetris. That's awesome. Well, this, yes. you know, well now you know that you know the date because this will actually be released after that show. But now that they know okay. the dates, they can go back. And watch it. And yes. uh and it'll be awesome for them. It'll be awesome time. Um <laughs> so I know that you've enjoyed our guest, Rossi McCree. So please listen to Ross Rossi Talks Movies and Everything in Between. And what was the other show you had on Twitch? And um Rossi's Clubhouse. Rossi's Clubhouse. Yes. And also catch her on Movies Lovers Movie Lovers Unite. You can get that. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, that's where you can find Movie Lovers Unite. (laughs) Believe me, it matters. Be safe. Share a movie from yesteryear with your family. Hug your loved ones. And if you're going to be anything, be outstanding.